0: Minds and Minds Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast.
1: All night. Welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. Before I even introduce myself, breaking news for the wrestling world: The Revival have been released from their contracts with WWE. That's why I did that song. That's why I did it. You know, we're on top of it. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm on the trends of everybody. Okay, I know what's going on. I'm a hell lot of love, Hal Lublin. That's who I am. And I'm joined today by my fellow members of the Nation of Conversation. The Firefly Fun Blouse, Danielle Radford. Hello, it's me, Danielle. And give me a Kelk Yeah, Lindsay Kelk.
2: Kelk Yeah! I did, I did, I gave it to you. I'm
1: sad that you took down the hood from your Care Bear costume. It's ever so warm. Yeah, Yeah, I am wearing a Care
2: Bear onesie because that's where we're at. Um, It's quite warm. It was really cold and now it's got very warm. That's, that's the level of the conversation that I am now capable of.
1: Fair it enough. It was cold, <laughs> and now it's just cold. That is master communication. All right. <laughs> this is the podcast that is exactly big enough for one episode. WrestleMania is officially in the books. Let's start a recap off with night one. I want to end with The Undertaker. I actually don't want to talk about the Boneyard match until we also talk about the Firefly Funhouse match. And then I, if you, if you'll permit me, I'd like to tie that back to Broken Matt Hardy. Because I've had a revelation. Yeah, I actually have a, I have a lot of stuff that I uh, you are on the same train as me. Great. Um, so let's start with some of the things that happened. Braun Strowman beat Goldberg. and He's now the universal uh, champion.
2: So I straight up laughed for like a whole minute, <laughs> which was like a quarter of the length of the match. Yeah, I just, I, I don't know why. My only reaction to that whole match was just to laugh. Like from start to finish, from the lack of explanation as to why Braun was now in the match and uh the match itself and then the result of the match just a full-on chuckle just had a lovely time thank you for that gift fellas
1: look that's the match you're gonna get out of out of an older goldberg and and a braun Strowman.
3: which is why you don't book that match right you just don't
2: yeah it's a terrible terrible you just don't roman could have carried goldberg maybe to a Mm -hmm. better match braun is not known for his Fabulous wrestling ability. He's known for going
3: on. Lifted ambulances um, and shit. They didn't have an ambulance, yeah. so
2: yeah, he didn't flip an ambulance. There was no dumpsters nearby or twelve-year-old kids, so he wasn't able to play to his what? strengths. Yeah. Um, we got the match that we were going to get. You're right. Yeah, it was fine. I made me. I honestly laughed like a dream <laughs> for like a minute. Well, I just uh, and couldn't even tell you why. I, I just. I don't. Are people
3: really paying to see Goldberg wrestle in Beyonce's Year of Our Lord 2020?
2: <laughs> so I'm not, because he was never in my wrestling
1: time.
2: Yeah, That was the time I wasn't watching. But I know a lot of guys, mostly guys, I would say, who were so excited when he came back, and they were like, oh my God, I'm going to start watching it again. I love that guy. But that wore off, and it's properly worn off now, because they were like, oh, is he still, is he still doing it? I'm like, yeah, he's still doing it. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I feel like I added nothing to um, the 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 product at all over the last three months. But that's just me. I don't I,
3: know. Can can he just come and like say hi and then like leave? Why do we have to make him pretend that he can or wants to wrestle for two minutes? Just come and say hi and then, yeah. like, go.
2: I worry about him, too. Like, I, I read that interview with him. There was an interview when he came back the first time and he was like, yep, I feel like I'm dying all the time. <laughs> yeah, don't do and this. And working out, eating chicken or sitting in my chair. And it's like, do you know what, Bill? It's because having a physique, the physique that you are currently trying to maintain is really hard to maintain for anyone, least of all a gentleman of your advanced age with the added years that you have put on your body by, by wrestling. Um so maybe like do yourself a solid and next time Vince calls ask if you could perform in some sort of supervising capacity uh cuz I just don't I don't want you to die. Like I don't want him to die. So Yeah, I- like maybe he could
3: do that thing that other legends do where you come out, you do your one big move and then you skedoodles out the ring. Come say hi to the people. Yeah. Fucking spear, you know whatever street
1: prophet is around, and then go. Work he's an me. older Jewish man. is this and Pesach to you, Goldberg, and uh, very sweet. <laughs> and he's got a family, and he 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 got kids. And I'm sure
2: I want to see that kid. Where is that kid that he kept bringing I'm out sure, to shame? <laughs> yeah, and taking his I'm sure off.
1: when Vince puts an offer sheet in his face and there are a lot of zeros before the ex- before the uh, decimal point and after the one or whatever other integers is thrown in there that it's very hard for him to say no. I mean, it's And I don't blame him at yeah. all. Fucking cash that check, man. Exactly.
2: Everyone it, needs to get their money, but can he get their money without hurting himself?
1: Who knows. Who knows where those negotiations <laughs> sit, but I I doubt they're they're going to go to this well again at least not for a while. I hopefully not ever again. Getting back to WrestleMania, Sami Zayn beat Daniel Bryan to retain the IC title. I had no problem with that. I actually have to say, I really enjoyed night one overall. I was into the matches enough that I ignored the fact that there was no crowd. And I think in this time, that's become the new measuring stick of what is or is not a good match for, for individual viewers. Is Did it hold your interest? Did you spend the whole time going, oh, I wish there was a crowd here. There's no crowd to react to this. It's awkward and it's not ideal, but it's still all of the, uh, the... Again, the thing I like about it is I get to hear the business that happens between the officials and the wrestlers and what they're saying to one another because that's happening on a, on a normal Raw or a normal WrestleMania. You just can't hear right. what it is. Mm-hmm. The only thing we ever heard was Suplex City, yeah. bitch. And that became... That, like, kicked everything off. <laughs> and now you get to hear... It's, like, a different yeah. way of telling a story. And it's in it, a lot of ways, it's yeah. more theatrical because you have dialogue now without a without the need to go grab a microphone or steal one from someone.
2: No, I enjoyed night one. Um I mean I enjoyed all of it. Just blanket had a good time. Um I think the matches that I didn't enjoy as much were the matches I was most looking forward to, in a sense. And I think that's not at the fault of the performers or the storytelling. It's because I mean specifically I'm thinking Becky Shaner. And a little bit Sammy Daniel Bryan. And it's because I was so pumped to see the match be its most excellent version of itself. And that wasn't really possible here. Uh, And it couldn't possibly meet my expectations. And I do feel like they held back on a few things, especially Becky Shayna. Like it was very short. Right. And it felt like even though I thought the match was great and they both performed fantastically, it felt like, they held back some because that's not the last time we're going to see that match. And they've got to hold something. And one thing that, that did let me down a little bit was I just anticipated more wacky. I thought there was going to be more crazy theatrics. And obviously, the theatrics we got met that standard. But uh, yeah, I really thought after the hype and the like, multiple locations and wild things you've never seen before. I don't really feel like they delivered on that aspect.
3: Yeah, it was like... Apart from one time. Stephanie, you know, she comes out with her Owen voice and she's like, you know, during this hard time, times are hard. And (laughs) yeah, she is, she's like multiple locations and all of these different things. And now I understand that when she was saying that she's very specifically referring to those two matches. Whereas I was kind of hoping that that would be something that would be throughout like woven throughout the show
2: yeah I just think it would have really benefited from maybe setting up a second ring in the parking lot and having something outside with lights you know like the, the way AEW had that outdoor event yeah. that I thought mm-hmm. was on the cruise like I loved that I, that felt a little bit like it was in a parking lot but I, like it, it just added a different vibe and I'm like would I like to have seen the Becky Shayna match outdoors in a parking lot in a ring with just stark lighting on it would that have added some tension and grit to that match because that was that Matt felt like it should be very mm-hmm. gritty and the polish of having it in the shiny performance center and then just having it be over in 10 minutes took away from that for me
1: yeah my big problem with that match with the Shayna Becky is I, I didn't want to see Becky go over it felt like it feels like they booked her into a corner who, who does she fight now whoever she fights she has to fight again she's yeah, already no, lost exactly Shayna made sense to come in and continue sort of how dominant she was
2: yeah. in NXT mm-hmm. But I think they just weren't prepared to put that match or give that match up without the crowd because they want that crowd reaction when she finally loses. Yeah. Uh, also, now she has her mm-hmm. year, right? Like, she got her year the next day. So I'm I'm pleased for Becky that she got her year. Uh, I think the only way to play it is to have her be really shaken by it, and I don't think mm-hmm. they have gone that route. Like, they could have had her be like, I'm so she took me right to the edge and I pulled it off by the skin of my teeth and I don't want to face her again and you know Becky could turn it that she'd be a little bit like no you had your shot and you lost I won't face you again I won't face you again I won't face you again until Shayna works her way right back up to being number one contender and then she has to yeah. and then she beats her like
0: I'll just say like like uh, as uh somebody who loves Becky I really I've missed this kind of booking where they would actually do the John Cena booking of like they would have someone as the established king of the king slash queen of the mountain no matter what, and they would just beat all comers because they were that good. Because now, what they have is their ultimate little get out of jail free card pay per view coming up, which is still happening next month. No, it's not uh, with, with money in the <laughs> bank. It's, happening. it's happening, happening next month. No, it's gonna, I think they're going to do it in the performance center. They'll absolutely do But It's illegal right now, right? They yeah. can't
2: in Florida. You can't right have now, they're more not than legally 10 people, I think. Because they've said they'll move if yeah. they have to. But yeah. that's insane. So they'll make
0: sure it's a six-person Money in the Bank ladder match, and that'll be the end of that. But, yeah, I think that that's the plan, is that they want Money in the Bank to be the thing that dethrones Becky. It's not going to be anybody who just beats her straight up in a match. It's going to be somebody who who shenanigans their way into winning.
2: I don't know, but will they put her in the match, surely? Because Money in the Bank is for the No, 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 shot, I mean, right? like,
0: so the winner of the, of the oh, case okay. would, would take but her But then,
2: out. so Shayna's just going to win again? Will it be Shayna? Yeah. I don't know, because who else is it, you know? Because I, I love Bianca. We'll get to the Bianca of it all, I'm sure, but I don't think Bianca comes in and wins it no. off her cold. No, there's no like, way. Not when there's been so much buildup of everyone else failing. I'm with Hal. Like, I was. I love my Becky. Same. Like, dearly, and I was ready to see her drop it, because I'm ready to see yes. her fight again. She needs to yes. chase. Um, she has lost but...
3: all... Yeah, she, she especially has to chase, because she has lost so much about what made becky balboa the man like all of that stuff work um she's
2: fighting against the the man right i mean she is the man now like if you are the man how are you fighting against the man yeah i don't know i they set her into that role too i feel like the last couple of months that's where they put her like she's been too arrogant too cocky saying i'm the greatest of all time and then she won so it's like oh i i I guess she was i guess now you cool yeah thanks, or, yeah thanks for warning us now ahead you of see M
1: punker
0: becky i still love winners don't worry julian. make her a heal and do anything to keep the title
2: go about some cedar matches yeah no this is what happens when we
0: let julian talk too much yeah. now he's got
1: julian i'm gonna
3: I'll
2: mute you but yeah i mute you. your ass
1: he muted himself <laughs> i'm watching you julian i'm watching you <laughs> um kevin owens beat god you let the guy talk
3: and now he's apologizing <laughs> right. to the millionaires kevin owens beat
1: seth rollins uh elias beat corbin he
2: jumped off the sign yeah he jumped off he the did sign jump off and the it was, sign. was so good
1: that was a good match i
2: liked that match i really enjoyed that match yeah because kevin owens is such an amazing performer the pair of them have such good chemistry they carried that match so well
3: yeah loved yeah. it
2: not as much as i love the women's tag we talk about the women's tag. Yeah, let's Can we talk just about say it. how great that was. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> <I> just... <laughs>
3: she's so excited. She's rocking in her seat. You
2: yeah. guys, I was really worried that it, we weren't going to talk about it. And I think they had the hardest job of the whole weekend. They yeah. opened the whole show. That was a long match. That was a long ass match. You have two
1: non-English
2: speakers. Not true, but two storylined non-English speakers in the match. Yeah. Um, Nikki Cross barely speaks English according to her character uh and they (laughs) they pulled off a really long fascinating to watch well storyline technically proficient fun match yeah and there was a title change and i wasn't mad about it and i wanted to be mad about it because i love me some kabuki warriors but i'm like no this is okay this is good i loved it i thought they did such a good job and i think they need all the credit in the world for pulling off that opening match i really do for
1: sure
3: yeah, no, because they have to, you're right, like, they, the, the, the energy that they bring into that match is got to, like, that's the energy for the rest of the show. And so if you come in and you're like, oh, there's no people, oh, I don't know what to yeah. do, then it's like everyone else has to compensate for that.
2: Yeah, and how many it's people like, would it, just it, it, have turned off that were just casually doing? Yes. Like, I know a lot of first-time viewers from this mania, a lot of my friends anecdotally that were like, fuck it, I'll watch it, I've got nothing else on. And they put the faith in the women to carry that opening slot. They put the faith in the women to have a long match. And they put the faith in a title change. And um, I honestly think it's a lot to do with how they view Alexa. I think they put most of yeah. that faith in stock in Alexa. But I think all four of them just blew it out of the park. My friend's yeah. little boy watched it for the first time. He's five. It was his first Mania. And I was getting frequent updates. And he was Aww. so excited during that match. It did not occur to him that he was watching women wrestling. He was just watching wrestling and it awesome. made me so so happy. And now he's coming with us next year. Uh, so that's great.
1: Amazing.
3: <laughs> and man, Alexa Bliss, I I know I say it all the time, but she gets better every time yep. she's on TV. Yeah. Like you can tell she really cares and she's really and she she was never like bad. It was just one of those things where it was like she was such she was she's so good on the mic that like you wind up rushing a few steps. Yeah. And now like I feel like her in-ring performance is is on par with her ability on the mic. Yes. It's pretty yeah. great.
2: I feel like the second time she went up to do the Twisted Bliss, and you could see it on her face, like, ugh, <laughs> like I've been wrestling for 20, <laughs> 20 minutes, and I have to do another Twisted Bliss, and it's really hard to twist in midair entirely from your core while jumping. And I'm like, yeah, I feel you, sister. Like, you've got this. You are killing it. I just yeah. wanted to give her a giant hug, because I just think she's so great.
1: To close out <laughs> night one of WrestleMania... We had a triple threat tag title ladder match where only one participant from each team was present, and that is John Morrison. No
2: explanation.
1: John Morrison, Jimmy <laughs> Uso, and Kofi Kingston. Those are the right three guys to do it. They put on a fantastic yep. fucking match. I forgot every weird, Like This is a great example. It would have been great if there was a crowd there, but if there had been a crowd there, you would have had the other guys there too, and I'm sure they would have all been great and yeah. added something. But those three guys put on such a fantastic match and the ending, which was a kind of a throwback to Rollins Ambrose and I think twenty sixteen or fifteen, where they both had the title on the mm. way down and then Rollins snatched it from him to win, was so smart. And when you don't use that a lot, it becomes real special when it is used.
0: Double oh! headbutt Morrison oh! collapses to the ladder! Hey, it. Got it. But wait a minute! John Morrison came off the ladder with the title in his hands. Hey, come on, man. And John Morrison and The Miz retained. The Here is your winner, and still the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, John Morrison
1: and The Miz. That was absolutely incredible. Oh, <laughs> that incredible match! Followed by an even greater comeback. Club- That
3: is such an interesting concept of the, you know, take one person from every team and then have them duke it out for the belts. I wouldn't mind seeing that again at another big pay-per-view, not for like a year, but I wouldn't mind seeing that again because that is a really, that is something like new And, you know, realistically, there's only about ten different kinds of matches. And five of those are different kinds of Royal Rumbles. So, (laughs) there's the greatest Royal Rumble of
2: all. There's just a regular Royal
1: Rumble. There's Ready to Rumble, the movie.
3: Sometimes... (laughs) <laughs> Sometimes there's a ladder in the middle of a rumble. You guys so might not I... even
2: know, but there's a song called Let's Get Ready to Rumble by a uh, 90s British pop duo, PJ and Duncan, which is just fantastic. And now they are uh, well loved TV hosts. But that's another story for another time. All of the English <laughs> listeners right now are like, let's no, get ready to Rumble. This was the right rumble. story for this time.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was a great match. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. The three of them were yeah. fantastic. That is WrestleMania night one. We're going to get to the special matches later. We're going to talk about day two later. But first, it's time for the newest segment to Tights of Fights, a second installment, where Lindsay uh, will... Re- I think there's some good stuff and some and and yeah. some sad stuff. Uh, Lindsay is going to recap what happened in the AEW Women's Division this week. Lindsay, take it away.
2: There was one match. Great. That's the recap. Uh, but the match, thankfully, this week was fucking great. Yes uh it was ikaru shida again versus brit baker i just i don't even want to tell you about it i just want to make everyone go and watch it because yep. uh it was a long match it was the opener it was really good um they finally made a star out of brit mm-hmm. and they made a star out of brit by smashing her face open Ugh. 'Cause that's how we make a star out of the ladies we like in professional wrestling. Candice face smashed open. Mm-hmm. Becky face smashed open. Mm-hmm. Britt Baker face smashed open.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, look oh. at this! Wow. Oh my gosh, Britt! Oh my gosh! A nosebleed here. She was no, hitting you're the nose. We're gonna see Britt really fire up now. Yep. Okay. Oh wow. Got another sling blade that time, blocked by Cheetah. Cheetah picks her up. Oh, oh my gosh! Kick to that possibly broken nose oh my god what a match
2: but still managed to perform exceptionally throughout the match both in wrestling ability because i don't know if you know how hard it is to wrestle when you have a smashed open nose and you have swallowing buckets of your own blood but it's not easy um I not that I've done it, but I'm gonna go out on a limb. And also from things I learned from Fight Club. Mm. It's important education. <laughs> I just thought Brit came off looking like a superstar. Hikaru got the win. Sheeta got the win, maintains her number one contender spot, which is fine. Uh, but the development in Britt Baker's character, it was a gift. Like they could not have planned that better.
1: I just wanna wrap myself in the moment where she took the official's gloves so she could put it on to get her hand in Shida's mouth. That is such a yeah. great yeah. bit of business.
2: So great. That I've never and seen also, before. She's so good. Character touches? That Just a little touches when like that. she was terrible, that yeah. one week when she was terrible and everyone was like down with Britt Baker uh, and I piled yeah. in. I was like, oof, that was really bad. She has done nothing but skyrocket herself up to being one of the best characters and performers that they have. Yes. And I don't mean women's. I think she is one of their best, most defined Easiest to understand, most reliable, consistent performers. And Jericho's commentary also, I do want to give a shout out to Jericho's commentary because he made that match feel so important. He made it feel like the most important match he had ever seen, the most exciting match he had ever seen. He made it feel like both women were dangerous, and that it was just, it gave it so much life. He on commentary this week in general, I just want to give a massive shout out.
3: When he retires in like 10 years, hopefully, not to just go be fozzy. Like, I hope that he continues to do commentary and stuff like that because yeah. he brings a lot to it. I was
1: going to say the exact so same good. thing. Like, I don't even care about any other match that happened at the night. Uh, he was an absolute star, put everybody over, made Tony Schiavone a better announcer. Just yeah. like, it was a throwback to, to the, the commentary I had when I was a kid, which was Bobby, the brain, Heenan and gorilla monsoon. That was the yes. team I watched yeah. as a kid. And, It was like the heel antagonizing the face, but also uh, a little bit of Jesse Ventura, who knew a little bit more about what was going on in the ring. Like, just great.
3: Because the thing that I think that we lost a lot of when people really started getting into like, you know, the heel commentary person can only do heel commentary and blah, 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 is that you miss a lot of the heel commenter still making the match feel important. Yes. And not just, like, doing storyline stuff.
2: Corey Graves definitely brings things down sometimes. Like, his insistence of being the heel, he can sometimes make it sound as though he's just shitting on it.
3: Yes. And that is the opposite of your job, it turns out. Like, you want us (laughs) to feel like every match and everyone's important. And you can say, I hate this guy for whatever reasons and this dude sucks and whatever. But if you're spending so much time making one opponent look like a loser then what good is it when the person who wins wins like what are you okay you beat a loser
2: like if he just wants to commentate for the next six months i'm down
1: well if you have any thoughts on what we've discussed so far connect with us on facebook twitter instagram and discord via the links in our show notes we'll be back to talk about night two of wrestlemania and more this is tights and fights
2: Hi, I'm Allie Gertz. And I'm Julia Prescott. And we host Round Springfield. Round Springfield is a new
3: Simpsons podcast that is Simpsons adjacent. Mm -hmm. Um, In its topic, we talk to Simpsons writers, directors, voiceover actors, you name it, about non-Simpsons things that they've done because, surprise, they're all extremely talented.
2: Absolutely. For example, David X. Cohen worked on The Simpsons but then created a little show called Futurama. Mm -hmm. That's our very first episode. So tune in for Stuff like that with Yardley Smith, with Tim Long, with different writers and voice actors. It's going to be so much fun. And we are every other week on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Tights and Fights Podcast. Tights
1: and Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Loveland. I'm joined today by... Danielle Radford. And... Lindsay Kelk. WrestleMania night two, Charlotte beat Rhea Ripley to win the NXT Women's Championship in a, in a very Ooh. good match. Yes. Ooh. Where I also did not want to see Charlotte win the title. She, is become, she will become John Cena, and that creative seems to be convinced that she is a babyface, But we like her as a heel. I Maybe no, yeah. I like her as a heel. I don't need to see her as a babyface. Well, isn't she the heel? Not when she, she fits heel Io Shirai. Much?
2: Yeah. I don't know what she is. I yeah. I was really sad. I was so sad because I just felt I don't understand it. And I'm trying to give them the benefit of the doubt. But I don't understand it. I've looked at it a thousand different ways. I don't see how it helps Charlotte. Yeah. I don't see how it helps NXT. I don't see how it helps Rhea. I think it makes the entire NXT women's division look weaker. Because yep. Rhea, Rhea went in and decimated it and took on Shayna, who had held that title for so long and she was like look i'm the boss now and i'm gonna be a benevolent dictator and fight everyone and be the representative of nxt and she was such a perfect representative of nxt and then she literally just went and lost To Charlotte, and it's like, oh, so that makes Charlotte better than everyone who has ever been in NXT. Yeah, who is her? You know, I don't like it. I don't. I don't like it for Rhea at all.
3: No, I don't like it for Rhea. It doesn't help Rhea. You're right. It completely shits on the NXT women's division. It feels like. A high school senior went to go play a scrimmage game with a bunch of eighth graders. Like that's the feeling yes. that it leaves you with. Where, right. Whereas it's like if you guys are trying to establish that NXT is no longer just the training brand; it is its own brand; it is its own thing. You can't have where you know the champion of the women's division, or you know the, you know one of if she isn't today, she will be next week, champion of the women's division, come down from the mountain and be like, "I'm taking you all on," and have her win it looks bad and it it, yeah. and it it gets away it does away with this idea that NXT is not supposed to be thought of as lesser than the main roster
2: yeah totally right and if there was any one single part of WWE that did not need a rub it was the NXT women's division yeah, we're, like, right. it, to me is the most consistently brilliant and logical and well performed Part of the whole of WWE. Like, literally like, for what, like, like the last seven years? where you decided to mess up. Yeah, yeah. So like the like last seven years. that's where you decided to get involved and throw it a bone, throw it a Charlotte bone. I mean, I love a Charlotte bone, but it didn't need it. It didn't need it. You're just so desperate to keep her in a title picture of any kind that you sacrificed the women's division of NXT. No, absolutely not, because I don't know where this takes Rhea. Like, I don't. Is she going to be in Money in the Bank? Will she go up to the main roster now. But even if she does, like, where does that leave her? Because she's coming in a loser.
3: Yeah, like, who gives a shit that Rhea's here now?
2: Yeah, you had to build this amazing character through Survivor Series and the Rumble. And now that's all gone. That's all washed away. Because now she's just someone that lost to Charlotte clean.
3: Yeah, she's now back um, to busted down to JV squad. Don't yeah. like it.
2: I, I It made me so sad. It genuinely made me so sad. Not because it was a bad match. I thought it was a good match. I just don't understand it. Like I can't work it out. Every way I've tried to dice it, can't do it.
1: Charlotte's next opponent will be Io Shirai. I want to hop over to NXT quickly uh, for the only match we should really talk about, <laughs> <laughs> which is the six women ladder match.
2: We got, we got some Bivins. Yeah, he to talk was there.
1: About. Yeah, the share yeah. defeated Ever Rise. Yeah, whomp, whomp. Um, uh, but the ladder match the ladder was ladder fantastic. Match was great.
2: It was great. So good. I wanted to watch it run for like another 10 minutes at least. I couldn't believe when it was over so short because I was like, oh my God, are we just going to get two hour long matches on this NXT? Is it going to be something incredible where we get two super long matches and maybe a little bit of recap in the middle? I was like,
1: nope. Well. No,
2: it isn't, Lindsay. There, was a, there wasn't
1: there was a whole hour at the end they could have used. <laughs> it wasn't being there used was, very there constructively. <laughs>
2: there was some spare time. There was some spare time. Uh, you know it's still going to win match of the year, right? But no, but the, I don't want to dwell on that. I want to, while we're talking about the women's match, I just want to give credit to every woman in that match. Um, I thought it was really, really fun, really, really great. I think the right person won. Yep. Um, I cannot, I am actually pumped to see that match, the Charlotte EO, because mm-hmm. how does Charlotte fight EO? Like, how does Charlotte even begin to start with EO? Um it's going to be amazing.
1: I just want to shout I out. I loved it. I want to shout out Chelsea Green, too, who did a great job. Who was like, of the, of those women, See? maybe maybe the, le- she's certainly the least storyline involved. But I thought she did well. Yeah. I was a good, like. She did well. It was a good showing for her. I didn't think she was the star. The match wasn't supposed to star her. But it made it feel like she should be in this division.
2: I have Chelsea Green questions. And it's not because I don't think she's good. I just, I don't know what she is like i just isn't it it's a little bit late to be yes and i love the hot mess right that was her indie character and TNA was the hot mess the half bride fucked up hot girl fucked up bride character i just don't think in 2020 your character can be i'm hot because like everyone's hot and that's a thing now so they they need to figure out her character before she can go anywhere because Mm-hmm. it's just like she's hot and that guy follows her around with an ipad when we all know he's just adding things to his amazon wish list.
3: yeah moonwalking is taken so i don't know what other it kind is, of that is what taken. other kind of character trait you can give her but
2: that's it she just feels like a little bit of a mixed bag of everyone else's gimmick yeah but the most generic parts She's very build a wrestler. Which is interesting because I, she can again, like, she has proven that
3: she can do something really interesting. So why are you taking, like, she's, she, you know what? Yeah, she does. She feels like a, a creative character. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, she feels like a blank slate. And it's like, no, you do that with people who are new who are figuring it out. She has it. Give something to her.
1: Yeah. I will say the difference between something like this and AEW is I trust NXT Creative to work with her sure. and figure it out. Yeah. Like, they'll... It's, it's very rare that somebody's first time out of the shoot with a character is like they've nailed it, right? And, and sometimes mm-hmm. that's because the talent needs time to develop, and sometimes that's because creative doesn't know what they have and they have to they have to see it, and that just becomes opportunity yeah. uh, meeting preparedness. Yeah. So I think I think it's going to be this, the the latter in this case. I think it will happen, and the place where she's going to get that opportunity. Is NXT. There's just no place like it where it's still developmental territory. They're giving people room to develop, (laughs) putting her in this This match and getting her out there so people know who she is. That's a start. Now we'll see. We're going to see the flaws and and the strengths that are apparent in this version of, of her character. And, and yeah. I think that'll change. Well, a question about the uh, the Charlotte
0: and Rhea results. Would you, Julian, I thought I muted you. Would you guys... <laughs> How dare you? Would you guys have been more okay with it if Charlotte had cheated to win? Yes. No. <laughs> so that's 50-50, Lindsay. You're the, you're the deciding vote. What is it?
2: No, oh, no, I'm a Libra. <laughs> I can't make decisions. Because yes, I would have been more okay with it, but I still wouldn't have been okay yeah. with it. I actually would have liked to have seen a cheat and then still mm. lose, because I would have liked to have seen her bust out some Rick moves to be like, I'm going to beat, I'm gonna have to cheat to beat this woman, and then mm. still lose, because I just really think it was important for Rhea to win it, I really do, I don't think it helps anyone for Charlotte to win, I agree, I'm not going to yeah. keep going on about it, or I'm going to have to change my Care Bear onesie <laughs> back to Grumpy Bear, and nobody wants to see that, because yeah. we're on Zoom.
1: Let's hop back to WrestleMania, where Drew McIntyre beat Brock Lesnar for the WWE title in uh, yes. Finnish Mania. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I'm a, kicked
2: him right in his chops
1: I'm going to do my finish nine times no I'm going to do my finish nine times <laughs> and then the match will be over
2: yeah so that happened
1: uh, I'm happy still. man
2: I'm, I'm in, a, get that fucking yeah. Yeah. belt off of that dude any fucking way you can yep
1: good for Drew and
2: I, he did post an Instagram picture of him uh, of his cat with the belt so I am all in on Drew and if anyone would like us to start an Instagram uh, that is literally just wrestlers and their cats let us know because it turns out I have some time on my hands and I am prepared to do that research. You. These you are know at what? least half of our texts are just us talking about. <laughs> Don't ask house.
1: permission, beg forgiveness, do it.
2: <laughs> That's true. That's true.
0: For this match, even though I know not all of it was entirely creative's fault or Brock's fault, I want to know if you guys would agree with me that this was by far Brock Lesnar's weakest WWE title reign. You know, even including his second act his career since like two thousand twelve. I- how do you even together. rank him? Well, no, yeah. but like I'm together, saying, like, me. if any, in every other title reign, you could at least point out a lot of really good matches that he had when he That's was true. champion. Yeah. This time, what could you really do that? Yeah. Like, I mean, you think, I could go I back know, to and the to Daniel me, though, Bryan, like, yeah. AJ Styles match with the last few, and this time it's just kind of like, the what, the Royal Rumble, and that uh, was it? I just like, feel
2: like it's one continuous reign and that he's actually just had a belt of some kind, even if it's just in his own mind <laughs> for, like, the last eight years or so and like sometimes he has matches and defends it and sometimes he brings it and sometimes he doesn't and sometimes they give him his belt back and i'm not if it means anything to me anymore i'm I'm thrilled for drew yeah but i the brock of it is meaningless utterly meaningless i had no feelings i was just like oh that's nice and then went and had my dinner (laughs) that was it
1: yeah at that point i was like yep great it's over Good job, everybody. Yeah. You should all be proud of yourselves. <laughs> you did a thing. You should be Yeah, go, uh, like, ha- go take your fucking... Go soak in cold
3: off. hand sanitizer. And-
1: yeah. <laughs> um, this is not a statement of his ability as a wrestler. It's more the booking. Yeah, the like, booking what else do you do with him now? Shit.
3: They've booked him into a corner. Like, what else do you do now? There's He'll come only back the one with a title story. again. Yeah, there's the lo- one story with yeah. him, and there's no other fucking story.
1: And he always it's loses the, story the same is, way, too, he, at this he, point, he, which is kind of a bummer. Vince begs him to come back, he gives him a ton of money. He says, "All right, I want to work three times uh, every 10 years because he's smart." I don't I don't, again. <laughs> I like, wish I don't every wrestler Brock had that power. <laughs> to tell Vince no, I, I don't follow him down. at all. No. This is like Vince, like get get off of his dick, Vince. Build stars for yeah, God's Yeah. That's where sakes. Sable goes. <laughs> that is Sable's territory, Aww. Vince. Get off that dick!
2: I love that love story. Speaking of it. speaking strange.
1: of which, roundabout, Otis beat Dolph Ziggler and won the heart of Mandy Rose. Not <laughs> dick related.
2: Speaking of dicks, it's not dicks. It's pure and it's wholesome. It's pure and wholesome. And beautiful. It's per- Yeah, it's pretty great.
1: I gotta say, here's my problem.
3: Oh, here it is. Okay. I'm encouraging
1: right. of everyone. Otis is a uh, Otis is uh, as a as an actor out of this new power couple. <laughs> Otis is Otis is a better performer in terms of. Showing an emotion other than allure. Here's. I don't know what that is. I like I've I I know she's smiling Mm -hmm. sometimes and I know other times she isn't smiling. Yeah. This is the thing that she's good at is
3: the the, the acting part. That was never. Neither of them. She was there to. She's still very attractive. She needs work with all the other stuff. But again, there's another one where she was like she was pushed out way too soon. Um, because people knew yeah, her. Yeah, because she tough was enough. in Tough yeah. Enough,
2: right? She was Tough Enough, and then she mm-hmm. barely grazed NXT. And poor Mandy getting—I mean, they—it could have gone Eva Marie so quickly. It could have so easily gone Eva Marie. And props to her and for Sonya, I yep. think, for pulling herself up and out. Um, I still don't know why I love this storyline so much, but I do, and I will say when he said she's so pretty when he had her in his arms and he like looked at the cameras like she's so pretty i honestly thought i was gonna sob i'm (laughs) like this is so Uh, (laughs) perfect because it just feels so it's not tawdry it's not sordid it's not gross no part of it feels disrespectful like the, the people who are being disrespectful lost and the people who were good and whole and pure, like, they they won. And it was like, that doesn't happen here. I love this. No okay. one drugged anyone. Right. No one fake married anyone. No one had sex in the ring. It was just a nice man had a crush on a lady. Yeah, no hosties. Said she was pretty. No hosties. No one was shamed into time. anything. Yeah, give it time. I give mean, it time. It's, WWE, yeah. if the timeline is long enough, we will all become villains. <laughs> We're
3: all Hoskies on a long it, enough it made timeline.
2: It me, exactly, yeah. and proud of it. But I I just, I I loved it. And I'm glad. And I would love it to be the end. I know it won't be. I'm expecting a mixed tag any minute now. Don't want it. Um, don't want it. But if it breaks up Mandy and Sonya, I saw a bunch of people saying, like, I'm worried about what this means for Sonya. I actually am not, because... I feel like this could be Sonia's breakout moment. This could break up Sonia and Mandy and Mandy Sonia could have a well-deserved singles run um, because she's good. Sonia
3: DeVille is the hottest woman on the planet to me right now.
2: She's so hot and she's so good. Um, she is and so I good. I loved her when I interviewed her. So smart, so proud of like who she is and what she's achieved and determined to represent herself and her community in such a positive way i have yeah. only faith in her uh and i would love to see her pushed into a singles yeah. run even if it's a failed run against bailey for a while while we're counting down to bailey sasha i wouldn't be oh, mad about it God, the give me sonia of the sasha give it to forever. me yeah i mean i just <laughs> I, I i love sonia and i don't think this is i don't think this is irrevocably bad for her. I don't think there is no version of this where she comes off well. I think there is a version of this where she comes out a single star.
3: I mean, I'm excited about a million different talents in wrestling because it's a very exciting time for wrestling, but she is one where I am like waiting on my heels for her to break out and have her moment. And the stuff with Mandy was great and I th- I thought it was really good. It got both of them a lot of uh, a lot of screen time, but Sonya is a star. She is, yep, and she yep, she yep, yep, yep. she's unlike you know anyone else that's on the roster and and things that she's able to do. Plus, yeah, man, she's gay as shit. Of course, I want to have the fucking gay as shit person doing gay shit all over a <laughs> TV. But she is one. I feel like I've been waiting for like a year and a half for them to realize the value that they have with her.
2: Yep, yeah. agreed. I want let's have it be now. Yeah, because when else? Do it. Do, do it. it. Do it.
1: All right. Uh, well, sticking with ladies, then Bailey retained the SmackDown Women's Championship uh, after fighting off four other challengers, including Sasha Banks, who was eliminated by... Uh, what's her name? <laughs> was eliminated
2: <laughs> racist.
1: Sasha came back and attacked her. Racist yeah. mugler. What's her name? Lacey. Lacey. Yeah, that's Racy. right.
3: Racist, racist. Um, yes. Uh. I've decided after watching that match, that if I get married, I no longer want someone to slip a ring on my finger. I want them to put a title on me.
2: Oh <laughs> That is what I go. decided.
3: Um, yeah, no, great match. <laughs> that of, seems of course, they're playing the, you know, Sasha and Bailey, are they friends, are they not friends angle, which I, I'm getting kind of tired of because I feel like that's the only story they ever have for either of them is are they best friends, are they not best friends? And I think that you can – there's got to be something else. You know, I know that – uh, it's wrestling is all betrayals and you were my brother, you were my brother, brother. And I know that that's like what wrestling is, but it's always the same thing where it's like, oh, you didn't defend me during this fight. So now we're in a snip for a month. It's never a different thing. Like they, they can only do the same story with them. And I mean, unless we're going to get another Sasha Bailey Brooklyn out of it, I'm done. I'm kind of over it. Unless they can find a new way to tell that story.
2: I think I are getting that at SummerSlam, right? If SummerSlam happens, because it's up, it's in Boston. It's <laughs> I know. Yeah. But like, if it does happen, I'm living in a timeline where it might. It might. It's like <laughs> August? It might. And yeah, yeah, it's August. So like maybe, um, so if they do it in Boston, it's Sasha's hometown and it gives it time to go away and then come back up. Um, and do it right, but once they do it they 've got to do it, and then it 's got to be done it 's almost like another match that happened this week where once it 's done it 's done it 's got to be done um but yeah i I liked the match. I was sad everyone else went out so early yeah i will i i don 't enjoy Lacey Evans as a human being. I thought she acquitted herself quite well she's getting better, I thought she was fine she's getting better she's getting better. I just find her so unappealing, hopefully. That
1: will change. Yeah. Street Profits retained the tag championships, and then the following night, uh, Bianca Belair made her debut on Raw.
3: I love her so Yay. much. The
1: tag match, sticking to Mania, just the the match was good. It was mm-hmm. really good. Yeah. How do you have those four guys together in a match and have it not be good? You can't. Yeah. You can't. Yep. It's right? impossible. They did it. All right. There are three matches left to talk about. We're gonna go from most grounded to Sweet. least grounded. Let's do it. <laughs> So let's start with Edge beating Randy Orton in a no-holds-barred, falls-count-anywhere, smack-around smack, smack around performance center match. <laughs> Actually, guys, fun fact.
0: I just looked, and that match is still going on. So, uh, you know, we can <laughs> just... Kidding. Hey,
1: I liked it. I like the end. I thought oh, Edge no, no. did a good job.
0: No, I really want to hear you like tell me because I've heard way too much negativity about this match and I don't think I mean, it was
1: that d- bad. I thought it was brutal. I thought they; th- those are two very smart performers who work well together. I loved watching Edge try to figure out what he was going to do as he went. You don't normally see yeah. that. You just see like somebody... It, it happens so fast, you don't get to soak it soak it up. And these are two guys that have been doing this long enough that they know if you take your time a little bit, that it's going to, you're going to let the audience in. I love the way it ended. I loved Edge in tears. Mm. Like he just, like, what, like the, the fight drained him. Mm-hmm. That he wanted to come back, but this was the one guy he didn't want to face. And that guy pushed him over the edge. Whether Whether that was for the actual reason of like, he's going to hurt himself. So I'm going to end his career right now so he doesn't do something stupid. The whole story, top to bottom, from him showing up in the Royal Rumble to this, was really, really well told. I thought Orton did a great job. You always want to see him get the shit yes, kicked do. out of you him. Do. That is his job. Do. Whether you like him, like regardless of what you think of him personally, and, and none of us are fans of his social media for the most part. Ninety nine percent of it we don't like. But in the ring, he does a very good job when he is motivated. Of making there's him so want many to caveats on
2: that sentence. I can't count how many. Really... There are so many caveats. Let's... When he's not being the worst person who ever lived, he's kind when of When he's okay. not saying the N-word and you wanna re- get him to see him get hit in the face and when he actually cares and when yeah. And when he's not shitting in a Listen, bag and when he's not
1: look, Oh sorry. Everything Jericho does within the confines of a wrestling program, I'm a huge fan of. He is my favorite wrestler of all time, hands down. The stuff he's done in the last year outside of wrestling make me think, "Oh, I don't want to meet my heroes sometimes. I would rather just enjoy the product that I see on television and and just that is where that person that is where that person hey, exists for me because I don't I have not spent hey, time how? with him."
3: I might And your hero. yeah. <laughs> Sorry.
1: <laughs> Sorry about it. <laughs> Are you going to hang out with him and Donald Trump Jr. go to dinner <sighs> for God's sakes? Don't get me started. I'm so upset.
2: Uh, Moving on. Point being,
1: <laughs> Randy Orton does a very good job at the thing that he is paid to do. Yes. And he did it, when he wants he to. He did a great job of it. It's weird in the way that every falls count anywhere that goes backstage and goes somewhere else is is weird. But I did not have a problem with it at all. I enjoyed it a lot. I thought these three matches were the best things that WWE did that last weekend. Not even close. Mm. I don't even think anything else was close to as I think I definitely interesting. preferred...
2: Some, of, I mean, I definitely preferred watching the women's tag. I mean, if sure. we're talking about creativity and doing something interesting. Absolutely, because that's what these things were. That was the point of yes. them. The women did not get that opportunity, strangely enough. Um, there were very few women's matches over the seven and a half hours. I don't know if anyone else noticed But that. it was, t- but, but it was um, too big for one day. It was too big for one night, but it was also yeah, too small yeah. to allow any more than four women's storylines at any one time uh but uh yeah i just i didn't dislike the edge randy match i just i did think it was long and i think part of that again is lack of crowd those matches are really hard without a crowd yes absolutely Um, and the commentary i just feel like i've been banging on about this since the day of the commentary for me over the whole weekend was just largely incredibly disappointing It was very quiet. The switch in teams was sometimes confusing. Keeping the energy up is the hardest part. You're trying to make a spectacle and a spectacular without any spectators. And it's hard to make a spectacle without energy. And the only energy that can come from outside of the ring, and I feel like that's what the crowd does, it it amplifies what's inside the ring. And if the crowd can't amplify what's inside the ring, the commentators have to amplify what's inside the ring. And AEW has been doing that. AEW's commentary with wrestlers on commentary has been doing a great job of that. So there's no excuse. They can't just say, well, it's impossible right now because we're seeing it be done. I, I just really felt the commentary let that match down. Right. But I thought the two guys did amazing jobs and they should be super proud and Edge is incredible and i love him also by the way yes
1: one last thing to discuss i want to roll this all up we've got the firefly funhouse match and the boneyard i'm very match.
3: interested in your thoughts Both on this them, because i have so many
1: here here's what i have to say <laughs> i know i know a few years ago when i watched broken matt hardy i was like what the fuck is this and now i realize my point
3: for me and i'm loving you for broken
1: it. i don't think i am well, let's find out <laughs> Broken Matt Hardy crawled on his belly on the ground so that these two segments could. You fly.
3: did it! You had Here's my exact why. point, and this is the only thing I wanted to talk about all day. <laughs> the the,
1: the, the I, and without taking a dump on it, the broken Matt Hardy that that all that stuff, all it did was serve broken Matt Hardy. These two things, and there's no way WWE would make them without Matt Hardy. He gets all he and and Reby get all the credit in the world. First of all, they figured out how to make like a good Undertaker match now, and that's to get rid of the dead man, which should have ended years ago, and bring him back as the American badass, so he could just punch and kick while wearing jeans. <laughs> that's all anybody <laughs> needs from him.
0: You still won't talk. Hey, what's my wife's name? You remember her name now,
1: huh? You remember? <coughs>
0: Jay, okay, do not you tell me how old I am? It's gonna hurt my legacy. No, stay with me, boy.
1: Uh, stay with me. We're not done yet. We're just getting started. It was ri- it was as ridiculous as it needed to be, but also like uh, like oddly as grounded as it needed to be at the same time for me. I thought it was a a really well produced piece and it felt like it was about the match between the two guys and not about all the weird shit that was in a yard around them.
3: Right. So, yeah, this is exactly what I was like when I was losing my shit over the broken universe and over all of that stuff. It wasn't just because it was wacky. And yeah, you've got your dilapidated boats and you've got your Vanguard ones and you've got all of those things and those things are really, really fun. For me, it was the fact that I was watching in real time an evolution of wrestling storytelling and the things that they were able to do with it. And I think that the only way that you could have done something like that is if it is something that is so fucking bizarre. Like this dude has a drone that's like a wrestler and he has a boat named Scars. You know what I mean? Like a a lake of like there's that was the only way that that was going to work is if you made it like that fucking weird. And so... You know, and you saw WWE tried to do versions of that that just didn't fucking work, like that weird haunted house full of doll heads.
2: House
1: of Horrors. Yeah, the, yeah.
3: the, 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 the Dolly
2: in a Fridge match. Yeah, the, yes, love the, the Dolly in a Fridge. Match. Dolly in a Fridge match.
3: You know, because <laughs> there was stuff like that. And like the thing, because I said it at the time when it happened, like that thing with Randy Orton and Bray where all of a sudden there was like cockroaches and all that weird shit in the ring, that could have worked had they sold that. Um, and I remained convinced that these things could work. And so I am... Over the fucking moon that both of those segments worked so well because that above, you know, beyond just how wacky and crazy and fun um, and insane things are um, in Matt Hardy's concussed brain, that was what I was excited about was that it felt like it was wrestling, allowing itself to take whatever next steps can be taken if you choose to do so. and, I mean, I had people emailing me. Like, I had producers from old shows and stuff and being like, what the fuck is this? I'm like, I don't know, man. But it's fucking dope.
1: <laughs> we talked about the the groundedness of the of the Boneyard match, which I thought was great. Like, was not expecting it to be any good at all. <laughs> Loved it. Then, the next night, we get the Firefly Funhouse. And what that did for me was take the bizarre parts of the Broken Van Hardy stuff, like a boat, and an old, uh, like his father-in-law, and then also the drone don't, and all Don't that refuse shit to use made, Senior
2: Benjamin's name. Use his name. Made, I Say remember. his name, Hal. Senior Benjamin. And also, Vanguard senior 1. Benjamin. Benjamin. So, <laughs>
1: Vanguard 1. I couldn't remember. Anyway, and Skarsgård,
2: the dilapidated the, boat. These are all yeah, essential yeah, characters. Yeah, that one I remembered. Okay, okay.
1: Skarsgård <laughs> and Vanguard 1 and Senior Benjamin and Maximilian <laughs> Say, I remember that. Yeah, you did. All that, again, that's like, felt like bizarre for the sake of bizarre. Then comes the Firefly Funhouse match, which... <laughs> I can't believe I'm about to, I can't believe I'm about to say this. Give it to this. me. It might, it might be the best piece of storytelling that WWE has it is, yes, it, is. Yeah, <laughs> it is! Yes, he said the thing! Because it is! Right? In my opinion, just brilliant. John Cena was great. Br- Bray Wyatt is such a... Uh, or whatever his actual name is, uh, Wyatt Rotunda, Wyatt Rotunda. Wyatt Wyndham, Rotunda. <laughs> Don't, Rotunda. Don't, Julian,
2: you're this close to a mutant.
1: <laughs> I swear. I swear. I will come to oh, your Oh, you house, guys
0: can correct him about aisle. the fucking drone, and he, but he sells him Wyatt Rotunda, and that's out of line. <laughs> Give me a break. Mute!
1: Mute! Mute!
0: Uh, anyway, keep talking <laughs> about the good, the good things about the greatest things the, wrestling has ever done.
1: Uh, that, that guy... Wyndham is a fantastic actor. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, like so good. He knows how to work the camera and watching watching the reenactment of John, of John Cena's entire career oh. and then calling back to his fucking promo where he says he's going to take the most overrated, yep. like too many chances, all this shit, and have it be about him and have him lose the match. If, if John Cena never appeared on WWE programming again, yep. There could be no better ending yeah. to his run in WWE than him put like this is the ultimate putting over of of the like the fiend is now ascended from like a really great character to like a like a Mount Rushmore of weird wrestling. Yeah, characters.
3: and yeah. one of because there was a promo that was put up and it, it was taken down and people were cranky about it. I was cranky about it. Um, where he was basically like, "You, you're not the fiend, you're Husky Harris," and blah 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 blah. This promo that John Cena did, and I don't know, I mean, I don't know why it got taken down. It just was, and I was one of those people who I watched it and I was like, "Great, there he goes again, fucking blowing up someone else's gimmick," and blah blah blah. But now that you look at it in the context of what they did, that promo actually makes a lot of sense, and that is an example of him doing that John Cena thing that we hate, right? Um, So I almost wish they would have left that up.
1: Oh, the entire... I mean, just every version of John... Having come out in the prototype gear... The entire, the but, rapping. And when they actually it, did the
0: thing of, like, like who's fantastic. the person John Cena has been most compared to throughout his career in terms of his booking and his position is Hulk oh, Hogan. Yeah, Hogan. So they finally did the what if John Cena actually turned heel and did the thing that Hogan did. Like the one thing that his his counterpart yep. never actually or did that he never did. It was just like the you can you can look but you can't touch thing. Uh, just yes. the, the, him come, yeah. They actually brought back the SmackDown fist for his uh, his original sma- for the throwback. Where do they keep that in the, fist in the in the warehouse, the a giant fist? warehouse? Yeah, they have a warehouse, yeah, they have a whole of warehouse of their, full of stuff. All
2: the props and all the WrestleMania signs and all that. Oh, right. we
3: should go national yeah.
2: treasure it and steal the fist, <laughs> <laughs> steal the fist, steal the fist.
1: Just it was fantastic. If anything, this WrestleMania will be remembered for that, maybe more so than other like. This is a weird, just to put a cap on all of it, this is a very weird WrestleMania that had, you know, that where they finally figured out how to tap into something that other people were doing way better than them. Whether or not that continues or not remains to be seen, but my God, they got it right twice in two nights. Yeah, Yeah. That's impressive. It's really impressive. And
2: honestly, I just really want to give... A shout out to John Cena for being so yes. generous yes. and egoless. As a, I know it sounds like such yeah. a wanky performer thing to say, but I'm like, to be so free as a performer to allow himself to be put in that position and to commit to it as aggressively yeah. as he did. And that's always been everyone's beef with him, right? Is that he never loses when he should lose? And I know that was mentioned during the match, but he went into that with no ego. He made no, it was. The fiend looked incredible. He made Bray look incredible. He let Bray control every moment of it. He gave every part of his personal life and his professional life over to that performance, and I cannot give him enough credit for it. Yeah, so vulnerable. So vulnerable. You could, man, that that
3: learning how to act done did him good. Cause yeah, he was, he was so vulnerable (laughs) Mm -hmm. in that ring when he kept repeating ruthless aggression over and over the way that he was doing it. Cause Bray tapped into every part of John's personality. He even did that moment of like, you are a lonely fucking man.
1: You take the weaknesses of others
0: and you turn them into jokes. You would do anything for fame, John. Congratulations. You're the man now, John. Poor, lonely John Cena. This is your last chance, man. The floor is yours.
3: And I was like, oh, God damn. Talk about the cigar room, chief.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I just thought that to me was what made it. Because if it had just been a performance with people saying lines it wouldn't have made any sense but the fact that it was so deep on the layers of not just their careers and of wrestling but to take those digs at Vince that they took to take the digs at his personal life that he took his romantic life that they took I just I cannot conceive of how they could have achieved anything more successful from a storytelling perspective it was so fantastic
0: and one of yeah. my, my favorite, because uh, breakdowns and headcanons that somebody's expressed about The Fiend has been that The Fiend, if you look at all of his feuds that he's had since he came back and how he's changed the characters uh, that he's interacted with, like Finn, like Daniel, um, like like Asina, anybody, is that The Fiend is like wrestlers going to therapy. He brings out their true selves by either hurting them or healing them and removing the orifice of who they are pretending to be and bringing out their truest essence of themselves I know that that's a lot deeper than maybe, like, anybody in WWE is, like, considering all of these things, but I have to think that some of that stuff is in Bray Wyatt's head as he is coming up with oh these... Oh, no, he knows all... He's totally doing all this shit, yeah. Ideas. Yeah, and it's fantastic. Yeah. Like, I think... Maybe it's flying over the heads of a lot of people because it still works on like a visceral. This is so weird level. Yeah. If but I think that that's what. Yeah.
3: Of that stuff. If you didn't know any of that stuff or any of the history, that still works. But if you know it, yes. Then that's it. It's incredible. It is there.
0: It is their mm-hmm. endgame. This character feels like it's just getting started. I can't wait to see where they what they do with it next.
1: That does it for tights and fights this week. Your hosts were Danielle Radford and Lindsay Kelk, along with me, Hal Lublin our producer julian burrell is undefeated in mario kart and somehow getting animal crossing gifts that i am not receiving so <laughs> wow. what the fuck senior producer maximum fun is laura swisher mike Eagles, the voice behind our theme music so we're putting him over for that keep up with us all week long on facebook twitter instagram and discord links to all of those are in our show notes and if you love what we do remember to hit five stars on apple podcasts and share us with all your friends thank you so much to all the max Fun members whose contributions make this show possible and if you're in the market for new clothing we got a t-shirt that you can buy that has our logo on it that you can put <laughs> on you. We'll be back next week for even more, you guessed it, wrestling.
2: Dice and Bites podcast. Dice and
3: Bites.
0: Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned.
3: Audience supported.